you might be aware of how they assign the readings for our daily Mass. The first reading is a continuous reading of a certain section or a certain book. And then the, the responsorial psalm is usually tied to the first reading. And then separately, the gospel as well. We just read through the gospels little bit by little bit each daily Mass throughout the year. Sometimes they coincide, sometimes they don't. Today is one of those days where there's a, a good, wonderful connection between the two. But because we had two feast days, these two previous days, we didn't get the normal reading we would have had for our first reading. We've been hearing about Samuel in the beginning of that early covenant and the foundation of the kingdom where there were Saul and then David. The last couple of days we had like the elevation of David where he was at the heights. And then yesterday, the normal reading would have been him at his lowest. We know, hopefully we know the story of King David who sent his men out to battle and then given over to sloth and lust, engaged in adultery, which led to lies and murder. And this is the result of the parable that Nathan tells him today. He tells him a story about this, this man who was mad because someone else did something that he thought was atrocious. And then David said, that man needs to die because of the atrocious deeds. Nathan said, but you are that man. Which caused David to go into a deep moment of repentance, contrition. Which led him to writing Psalm 51, that we had the responsorial psalm. That Psalm 51, which is often given to us as penance in, in confession. Is David who was the beloved, that's what his name means. Chosen had done such great work, had unified the kingdom, had brought the ark back to the people so we could say he was at the highest and he fell to the lowest. And in that, he encountered the mercy of God and begged for a new heart. We see in that story the effect of sin in our life. That David is to all public appearances, had it all together, was living the good life, his best life now. But interiorly, he was rotten and given over to vice. How easy it is for us to be concerned with the externals of our lives and getting our position in society and not really doing the, the hard work of tending to our soul. David shows us that even in those moments that God is merciful. It simply takes a return to him, an acknowledgement of our sin and a begging for his mercy, and we will be restored. Because this is God's plan. God planned for them to be on the sea during that storm. He said, let us go to the other side. They were in that storm because Jesus wanted them to be there. Why, we don't know. And so we say in God's permissive will, everything that happens to us 
It's because God allows it. St. Augustine teaches us that God never allows anything bad or evil to happen in our life unless some good can come out of it. So they were experiencing this storm on the sea. And to the ancient mind, the sea was the realm of the devil. The chaos from Genesis still reigned over the waters. And so when there was a, a violent storm, it was attributed to the evil one. Jesus is asleep in the midst of that turbulence. Don't you care? How many times have we, when facing the storms of life, have bent our knees and closed our eyes and said, God, where are you? Why don't you care? This is happening to me. Whatever it may be, the greatest thing or the smallest thing, sometimes we think that God forgets us because our life is not going the way that we wanted it to go. This passage, this short passage shows us so beautifully that God is in control. And that the storms of life out there, as we grow in faith, really will have no impact on us except to strengthen our faith. But oftentimes we're more concerned about the storms out there than the storm inside. And that's what caused David to fall. Because if you go back to the scriptures and read those stories leading up to these episodes, it talks about his military conquests and how he had attributed or he had he achieved all these great things, conquering the external enemy, allowing the internal enemy to thrive. And this is when we turn to our Blessed Mother. Maybe the model of the interior life the humility of our Blessed Mother, causing us to see the reality of who we are because we know who God is. And we know that we're nothing without him. But we know that with faith, he's with us in our boat regardless of what we're experiencing. And so we ask her to pray for us today, to do the hard work of tilling the soil of our soul so that we root out the vices. We root out the small, venial sins because we know that they lay the groundwork for the great mortal sins. Our Lady is the model for the interior life, for the spiritual life. She, will, she works for your salvation. That's what the opening prayer reminded us. So we can't do anything on our own, but with Our Lady, we can achieve salvation because as we seek to imitate her, we grow in faith, and the faith leads to love, and love is eternal life. May the love of God grow within us. We can conquer sin and become saints, living with our Blessed Mother for all eternity.